Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Tuesday, April the 21st. My name is Joey Mills, and it's a TV Tuesdays edition of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. That's right. We are taking a look at this date in history, talking about one of our favorite TV series, which you can stream in its entirety on Netflix right after this episode. But before we get to that, let's say hello to this week's uh, co-host joining me online. First up, we've got Curtis, Dakota, Dustin, Emily, (laughs) Caleb, and Hawk. And Hawk from Fanatics and the Fan. (laughs) There he is. So what's everybody been up to? It's been a hot minute since we've all been together. Uh, it's the first show we've recorded since we did our big watch-along with WrestleMania. That was a lot of fun. Um, but we can talk oh, about that. Oh, so later. much fun. We'll talk about that in a second. What else has everybody been up to in the past uh, week or so? I've been re-watching Star Trek movies. Oh, yeah? And when I'm not working. Are you skipping the crappy ones or are you powering through all of them? No, I powered through all of them. You know, some of them are weaker than others, but I will say the motion picture is not as bad as I remember it. Fair enough. I, uh, my wife and I bought two copies of Animal Crossing. Uh-oh. So we've been going pretty hard at that. Um, she was so into it earlier that I picked the baby up in front of her and walked out of the room, and she panicked. She was like, where's the baby? <laughs> she didn't even notice that I had taken him. Awesome. Yeah. Anybody else? I finished The Boys Season 1. Yeah, you did. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. It was a ride. That it was. Yeah. I I was ready for a Season 2 right after I watched it. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a fun take on superheroes. All right. What was that, Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> this is not the a music Monday. in the middle of it. What is, okay, so what everybody think Hawk just... It, to me, it sounded like it was getting ready to go into the drums on In the Air tonight. I'm going to guess that's not <laughs> what it was, though. I'm taking other guesses. What else do you guys think? It did kind of sound like that. It right. also kind of sounded like he died in Mario. Right, could be that. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh, is it really? <laughs> yep. Fair enough. I never realized how much of that sounded like Phil Collins. All right. I haven't either. (laughs) Well, let's get to it then. Let's take a look at this date in pop culture history. April 21st, 1878, the first U.S. firehouse pole, the first fire pole was installed in New York City by Captain David B. Kenyon at Engine Company 21. I always wanted a fire pole. Now, was that before or after the strip clubs? Yes. I gotta say I had a I dated a girl that had a fire pole in her living room. Was it a fire pole though? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was either a fire pole, a bat pole, or strip pole. It did burn when I peed after I dated her. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Spe- speaking of actually I don't know. There's no segue out of that. I don't know what to do. <laughs> April twenty first. April twenty first, nineteen sixty two, Seattle's Space Needle restaurant opened at the Seattle World's Fair. Anybody been up no. in the Space Needle? No, I haven't. No. 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 Well, I know where nope. the next pop goes the culture road trip's going then. Oh yeah. <laughs> or the first I'd like pop to go goes to the Seattle. culture. I would too. First place of grunge, baby. If I was going to go that far, I'd want to go all the way up to the Funko shop in, like, Washington, though. Yeah, exactly. We could do it. Go to Emerald City Comic Con, maybe, next year? 
Uh, Maybe we'll have to figure that out. Have to be next year. Well, they're having it in August this year. They postponed. April for funds. Yeah. April 21st, 1981, Weird Al Yankovic made his first national television appearance on The Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder. Wow. <laughs> well, exciting. I can tell everybody's wound yeah. up about that. Good for Weird Al. Yeah. April 21st. Well, like, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if it was like his first appearance on the Dr. Demento show or something like that, that holds a little more, you know. Yeah, maybe so. Well, you're saying the Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder wasn't big time? Yeah, that's exactly what Okay, I'm fair enough. I just want to clarify. <laughs> All right, April 21st, 1986, Geraldo Rivera hosted a live, highly promoted, and by that I do mean highly promoted. It was all over the fucking place. Two-hour syndicated special, The Mystery of Al Capone's Vault. And they opened it live <laughs> on television, and there wasn't shit in it. I thought you said his balls. <laughs> Al Capone's balls? <laughs> that would have been nice. At least there would have been something in there. <laughs> there was I think no he got syphilis. Yeah, he did <laughs> have syphilis. There's no mystery there. <laughs> it's sad that you both know that. <laughs> like, that's just one of the first things that rolls off when somebody mentions Al Capone's. Oh, yeah, syphilis. I, yeah. Oh, he was also I, a gangster, I think. Okay, very good. I learned that from Drunk History. One of the drunk mm-hmm. guys described him as a syphilitic moron. <laughs> there you go. And finally, April 21st, 1990. Okay, who here was alive April 21st, 1990? Me. No. A year later, I was alive. There's a few of us then. A year and a month later. I was a junior in high school. There you go. April I was 21st, two. April 21st, 1990. Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue aired. This was a special program that warned children about the dangers of drugs and featured characters from several Saturday morning children's shows, and it was simulcast by, it's funny, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, sure, I can see that, Nickelodeon even. Also, BET and USA Network got in on the fun and were part of the simulcast. I remember ALF was on it. Everybody that had a cartoon at that point was on it. There were Alvin and the Chipmunks and Garfield and Smurfs and you name it. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It, just about everybody. It was again. It was hosted by the president and Mrs. Bush. Uh, we actually have audio from the opening where they tell you kids don't do drugs. Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue is the powerful story of a teenager dealing with drug and alcohol abuse. And some of your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. And make the right decision. Stay away from drugs and alcohol. Well, that didn't work out. Yeah, clearly that did, nobody <laughs> was paying attention. Well, you weren't alive yet, so that's okay. You missed out altogether. Yeah, I just didn't hear it. That's all. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all it was. Because had you heard it, clearly you would have made sure to stay away from all that. My life would be totally different now. Would it really? <laughs> no, not so much. Birthdays today, <laughs> celebrating birthdays today, Queen Elizabeth II turns 94 years old. I will say this. There's a danger in recording these ahead of time, especially when you're throwing out birthdays of folks that are 94 years old during a global pandemic. Um, but we're going <laughs> to leave that in there. Queen Elizabeth II turns 94 years old today. That's 94 slaps on the ass. There you go. She'd like that. Iggy Pop <laughs> turns 73 years old today. He doesn't look a day over 94 old. himself. 
he he's looked dead since he was born. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's always looked like he's at least forty, and now he looks like he's probably eighty, eighty-five. So yeah. I remember he was in the Crow sequel, and I thought he was the dead one. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> hey, man, they didn't even have to put much makeup on him. He's ready to go. On the other end of the spectrum, Tony Danza turns 69 years old today. Happy 69 to Tony hey. Danza. <laughs> Do that again one more time for us. Because I think, cause I think I do you even know that reference? Because I'm thinking that's more Fonzie <laughs> than it was Tony Danza. I think it was a little more Fonzie. It was a bit more Fonzie. Oh, actually, he did that. That's how he came out in Taxi. Right, yeah, yeah. She could have just been like, hey, 69. There that's where I thought we were. <laughs> that's where that's Dustin, what I thought, too. That's then in Dakota. That makes more sense. So. I, like, I don't know who that guy is, but 69. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ed Leslie, Ed Leslie, also known as Brutus the Barter, Barber Beefcake, among other things, turned 63 years old today. He's still oh, he passed away. No, he's still alive, and he still cannot get through a uh, scanner at the airport. <laughs> his head's made out of metal it's a joke sorry oh, no. actress andy mcdowell turns 62 years old today oh that bitch thanks that bitch. There it is. There it is. <laughs> at least it's out of the way now though so we're good that's your one, Do you think you, he's done he only gets to play that card once per episode and he's already played it so yeah you don't get to go through the discount <laughs> pile on that i'll accept it <laughs> the the Robert Smith of the Cure turns sixty one years old today. Looking like the cure. I wonder if he's got the cure. I thought the cure is just made up of five versions of Morrissey. <laughs> Very similar, but no. Actor comedian Rob Riggle turns fifty years old today. James Damn. James I don't think he's that old. Yeah, he's he doesn't look it. He's another one kind of like Paul Rudd that just kind of he's a vampire, doesn't age. James McAvoy turns 41 years old today. Nice. Also doesn't seem 41. Yeah, he seems like he ought to be in his 30s. Yeah, even when he was bald in X-Men, he didn't look up old. And Robbie Amell turns 32 years old today. Hey, the Flash. Uh, if, it's, it's, if it's not the not Green Arrow. No, it's not the Green Arrow. It's his cousin. <laughs> yeah. His cousin. They actually were on Twitter today. Oh yeah, I imagine they tweet yeah. many days, but I'm glad you took the time. They, out they were live on Twitter today. Oh, okay. Who else, on Twitter? Who else is on Twitter? Is on Twitter. Who was? Trump is on Twitter. Really? Oh, he always is. I'd rather oh, watch the Mills than. Was he yeah. live on Twitter with the Mills? Oh yeah, because <laughs> I would watch that. That would be fun. Let's <laughs> not bring down the show. Donald Trump live <laughs> on Twitter with the Mills. I'd watch it. April 21st is National Kindergarten Day. This day honors Friedrich Wilhelm August Froebel, whom credit is given for starting the very first kindergarten in Germany in 1837. Froebel laid a foundation for modern education, recognizing that children learn through play and experience, much like podcasting. Uh, As... Kindergarten, I'm trying to find my notes here. I don't even care. Do we care? Does anybody care about kindergarten? In kindergarten, I pooped in the pool, which was a really bad time for me. I don't know. (laughs) I was in kindergarten 26 years ago. As in, like, the year after preschool, which should people even go to preschool? I never did. 
I didn't either. Explains a lot, Curtis. Well, that might explain a few things to us too. <laughs> That's why we're still learning how to wash our hands during a pandemic because some folks yeah. didn't go to preschool. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. yeah that was my cool. issue. Wow. Well, congratulations That's to everybody cool. celebrating today. We're going to take a quick break, and I mean quick. When we come back, Curtis is going to lead our discussion for TV Tuesday, talking about one of everybody here's favorite shows, but Curtis is going to lead it. We're going to be talking about community right after this. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know, and for sure, several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. All right, this TV Tuesday, Curtis is going to help lead the discussion on one of our, as a group, one of our favorite television series, Community. Take it away, Curtis. Yeah, um, recently we all submitted what uh, our top five TV shows were, and a bunch of us had Community on there, so I decided, hey, let's talk about Community. So Community was an American comedy television series created by Dan Harmon that aired on NBC and Yahoo Screen from September 17th, 2009 to June 2nd, 2015. Everybody, It quick. followed an <laughs> ensemble cast of characters played by Joel McHale, Jillian Jacobs, Danny Pudi, Yvette Nicole Brown, Allison Brie, Donald Glover, Ken Jeong, Chevy Chase, Jim Rash, and there's a bunch more people that are on that show. It took place in the fictional town of Greendale, Colorado, and a made use of uh, a lot of meta humor and pop culture references, uh, often homaging film and television cliches. Dan Harmon had based the program on his own experiences attending community college when he was younger. Um, each episode was written in accordance with Harmon's story circle template, a method designed to create effective structured storytelling. He served as the series showrunner for its first three seasons, but was fired prior to the fourth season and replaced by two other guys I don't want to mention. After a lukewarm <laughs> response to the fourth season from the fans and critics, Harmon was rehired for the show's fifth broadcast, after which it was canceled by NBC. Yahoo Screen commissioned its sixth and final season. Uh, Community received a lot of critical acclaim for its acting and writing, it appeared on numerous critics' year and end best of list for 2009. And uh, <laughs> all bunch of years ever since. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So for that was your that Wikipedia was. summary. Yeah. So get to the good stuff. Why? Why well, does everybody like second. community? You busted my balls about Wikipedia when we were doing <laughs> the other thing. Here you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, who cool. you have Chester Cheetah. 
Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. He's copying your Wikipedia approach. All right, so you want to talk about good stuff. So talk about the good stuff. Why does community rank so high on everybody's, if I'm stuck in a quarantine and I got to watch something, let's binge community list. Well, one of the great things is that you can go back and rewatch an episode and find something that you never noticed before. Um, There's just, it's so many layers and jokes. And a lot of it's very relatable. There's the characters themselves are they're not just like one they're one dimensional. They're very fleshed out and they all have their own flaws and their own way that they interact with the world and interact with each other. Yeah, it's it's almost like every character individually represents either you or someone you know at least. Because there are so many characters. And Okay. You want to talk about some good stuff. So everyone knows why Dan Harmon was fired, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. For those, <laughs> who, for those who are listening who don't know, go ahead and explain, Curtis. Um, well, he um, there was a lot of layers to it. There, He was always constantly late with uh, scripts, constantly behind on them. I was listening to a, a commentary recently, he heard something that he, he mentioned that he did that a lot because the studios would not uh, give him the chance to rewrite something if they didn't like it. So that was one thing. But then he how got into that, a very public how, you, argument you, between how much do you, him and... How much do you buy what? that, though? How much do you believe that, though? Because how long do we wait between seasons of Rick and Morty? The only thing he's really done since then... I wonder how much of it is just he just doesn't care to get stuff turned in on time. He's yeah. kind of he's probably kind of lazy. I mean, he did Harmon Quest. Yeah, Harmon Quest. He did that. The Harmon Town documentary was kind of interesting, and you saw what was what his life I, was like. And right. he, but I don't think admitted we're gonna, on that that he was kind of like lazy. Yeah, I don't think we're going to compare the success and the rigors of community. And then Rick and Morty to the, all the little shit he did in between just to amuse himself, though. It seems like if he's yeah, got a fair. schedule, he doesn't. He I mean, a he's a very flawed individual. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we all are in our own and, way. But he drives a Tesla, though. Well, <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, he all forgiven, the then. There you go. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, his public fight with uh, Chevy Chase was probably a good uh, reason why the studio let him go. Right. Which then ultimately led to Chevy Chase quitting after season four. You know, shortly no, he died. Shortly after all, okay, that, and then they killed him off. Shortly after all that, apparently, was like everyone had issues with Chevy Chase. Yeah, I I read an article. I want to say in Entertainment Weekly about the time this was happening, um, where they were talking about some award that Chevy Chase was being honored with, like. like Kennedy Center Award or some major award, and they had a hard time finding presenters who were his friends. I mean, they got Steve Martin, they got, you know, Martin Short, they got the usual suspects, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, to all participate. But at the end of the day, every one of them to a person said, Chevy Chase is an asshole. Nobody likes to work with <laughs> yeah. him, and he doesn't have friends Oof. because he's a dick. So they all did give Bill Murray for that? Yeah, they were for that. Yeah, it was one of those things where he felt like they asked him to, and it wasn't for him. It was for somebody else, and so he kind of felt like he 
should, and so he did. But it was just it's one of those things where everybody there was kind of like, you know. And then after that, I think there was a roast of Chevy Chase not too long after that, and that was just painful because mm. it was it was painfully People obvious. Yeah, it was painfully obvious that nobody <laughs> was making any jokes. They were just telling the truth. This guy's an asshole. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like the Trump roast. What I I don't know what I get out of a uh, Chevy Chase on the character is they really tried to get him to be sort of like this amazing kind of asshole grandpa character, which is kind of what Chevy Chase is now. Right. And I don't know how they managed to get him to just do that. I also, I listened to something else where they said that like half of che- uh, Pierce's lines were just stuff that he would say around randomly on the set and he would never remember once he read the script. Right. That's how I'd say they got him to do it. Is it just natural for him? So it was the easiest role he ever played. Yeah. I also heard that apparently it was like he left because he didn't want to be seen in that way anymore, which is interesting. Like, I guess if you're playing like a racist grandfather, that's how people are going to see you. And maybe if that's how you are in real life, (laughs) you're like, maybe I want people to see me as a nice grandpa, not a not a racist one. But, you know. Yeah. yeah so Chevy Chase. There you go. <laughs> Chevy <Yeah>. Chase. <laughs> they, I mean, if he wants to be on the podcast, I'm not going to turn him down. I'm not going to be like, you know what? I hear you're kind of a dick. So yeah, he's <laughs> going to pretend to fall down, but we can't see it. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys, do you guys <laughs> so, see um, No, Chevy. No, we did not. I do have a question for everyone. I've got three, actually, three questions. Starting off with number one What is your favorite episode of Community? And we'll just go around the room. Yeah, we'll oh, start sorry. at the top and work our way down. Dakota, that put you up next. Go ahead. I'll I'll, no. I'll finish it. So, I I wrote down my five favorite moments. There you go. But my favorite of all time, so I don't take anyone else's thunder, was uh, Pillow Town versus Blanketsburg. <laughs> the Ken Burns documentary. Yeah, that is one of my that is my all time favorite episode. <laughs> Dustin, Who's next on the list? Dustin would be. Um, my all-time favorite episode is the uh, D&D episode. Yes. <laughs> the first one or the second one? The first one. Nice. Speaking of Chevy Chase being an asshole in that show. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's really amazing in that episode, too. Mm-hmm. Emily, how about you? Every. Yes, every episode is so different <laughs> that it's like it's so easy to pick um so many different ones. Like um but obviously like remedial chaos theory um yeah. is so good. Uh I like the, but I like the documentary filmmaking one with uh with reading rainbow in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was golden. Hawk, how about you? Hawk don't watch this here. Hawk doesn't watch Community. He doesn't watch Community. Wow, we'll skip him. Kenny, going on to you. <laughs> uh, I've watched the series a couple times, and uh, the one episode I can watch by itself every time. I love the paintball episode where it's like the old west right. kind of thing. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know what it is. It's just the way it was shot and the way that they acted during that scene. I just, I, I love that episode. 
Interesting piece of trivia. Joe and Anthony Russo were the directors on those two episodes. Yes. And Kevin Feige is such a TV fan. He saw those episodes and were like, why aren't those guys making movies? And that's pretty much how they got the job on Captain America. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I would say I would echo, I would echo Kenny. My favorite episode is the two parter. Um, of the two, I think it's the Western theme paintball episode. But I also like the the second half of that. The it's not the second half of the episode. It's the second part of the two part episode. But but yeah, the, the Star Wars part. Yeah, I think both of those <laughs> yeah. two together are are two that I can turn on at any time and watch them and have a blast. Yeah, I just rewatched the first one, first paintball episode today. And that's the one where it's more like dystopian feature kind of. Right. And that one's super cool too because Train comes in at the end. I think. Speaking um, of Train, yeah. uh, when, when you first mentioned this on the flag, and I was like, I can't remember a lot about it. I guess it's just my Changnesia acting up. Yeah. And you said nothing. Yeah, we, we <laughs> let that one just die on the vine. I forgot. Man, that, that was great. <laughs> well, I sent that GIF of Ching. Yeah, like right after it. Yeah, I still didn't oh, get I it. Did, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's all right. So, second question, Curtis. Uh, well, let me go. In. My favorite episode. Oh no, we don't care. I'm oh, kidding. go <laughs> ahead. Tell us your favorite episode. Go ahead. Um, I think it would have to be the uh, the Glee episode. Yeah. It's like that blend of like we're gonna mock Glee. But also merge in invasion of the body snatchers. Also, yeah. Also, the Glee episode, and he's like actually a murderer. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, the yes. teachers actually like murdered the old Glee club. Which is, <laughs> it's funny because leading up to that episode, they mocked the Glee club and the show Glee like so many times oh, in the I know. series before that. Oh look, Kings of Leon. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Second question: What is your favorite moment? May not necessarily be from your favorite episode. I've got two, uh, but they're both short ones. Uh, Troy and Abed's Spanish rap <laughs> is yes. one of my favorites, right. and then also Troy and Abed rapping with Betty White. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, Dustin, how about you? Ooh, that's hard to think of like on the spot come back to me okay fair enough. okay because we you know we didn't give you a week to figure that shit out but that's all right, no <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> just busting yeah that's all right emily go ahead um well i i like all of all of jeff's uh rousing speeches <laughs> <laughs> that like make everyone feel inspired and then everyone's like why do i like this asshole again yeah and, <laughs> And um, and it's the best moment is like in the episode like Paradigms of Human Memory when they literally go back to a bunch of different versions and they just cut between the different versions of his speeches that we've never seen before. And it's hilarious. Yeah, like one of them, Pierce has a gun pointed at his head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Kenny, how about you? Um, I, I like the, uh, I believe it's during the show choir one where Allison Bree does the, uh, little Christmas time song she sings to, yes. uh, Jeff. And I also like all the different 
outfits that the Dean shows up in all the time. <laughs> like I'm always just waiting to see what he's gonna do next because he's just he's so hilarious in that. Very yeah. good. I also have a couple, I guess. One of them is from again that favorite episode or whatever. But when uh, Josh Holloway comes in as the, I think I, the black whatever it is, the paintball, you know, the bad guy that was hired, the mercenary hired to, yes. to take out the, uh, the black rider, yeah. the black rider. Thank you. That's what it was. I knew it was something like that. Uh, when, when he steps out and you realize it's him, it's like, Oh shit. And then his whole exchange with Alison Brie and that's classic. But I, I think, love it. I love it in that episode when, when Jeff's like, you're just an average looking guy with a big chin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like network TV. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but that's, yeah, and then you, it makes you it makes you inspect it. You're like, wait, he's right. <laughs> but Maybe think, he is. <laughs> I think the scene that that got me hooked. So I'm thinking back early on season one, the scene where once this was because for you know for a while it's kind of like okay, well I kind of when you first start watching you're like I kind of get this show, I kind of get what they're going for. But the scene that was like just took it uh, to another level of absurdity and you're like, Oh, okay, well this is, they're not afraid to get stupid is when uh, Pierce and Jeff had to collaborate on the presentation and end up being a play for Chang's Spanish class. (laughs) And it was so early on and, you know, and, and Pierce is ready with this thing. And then so Jeff, you know, doing the, the right thing steps up to participate in it. And it's just like day long, multiple scenes (laughs) event (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and then yeah. they both get F's anyway. That was the one where I was just I'm like, that's, you know, okay, well, clearly they're not afraid to go for it, and there's going to be something here beyond just uh, the cliche. Anytime, anytime Chang says, you bit, is something that stuck with me. Yeah. Also, as many times as they refer to Jeff as Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. But like hotter? Seacrest. <laughs> yeah. Seacrest Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a couple, couple of favorite moments. One of them comes from the season two, the trampoline episode, uh, where the groundskeeper yeah. is revealed to be a racist. Right. <laughs> and they do that monologue or that montage where they're like, "Was he racist?" He's like, "I think he was." And it he shows two scenes that we saw before where he says things that are kind of racist, and then the last one is a scene that we didn't see, and he's got a swastika tattoo on his chest, and he's like, "It's going to be a maze." <laughs> it's going to be a maze. <laughs> that and then um, I have a something from season six where it's the wedding episode and Keith David's admitting that he encourages white people and he goes up to Garrett and uh, the woman he married and they're arguing a little bit. They're bickering. He goes, Hey, look at you working those meatballs. Ooh. And that's some good asparagus. And he's just like randomly encouraging people with stupid things. And, but it helps them. And then later he blows it when they find out that they're cousins, he goes, now this is a man that knows how to marry his cousin. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's funny stuff. And your third (laughs) question you've got for us. Last question. Uh, This one's a thinker. Who is your favorite character? Of just the main cast? It could be anybody. (laughs) Goes with Starburns. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Dan Harmon named his company Starburns after that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, 
I can't just say Troy or Abed. I feel like it has to be both. They kind of are a package deal. Yeah. For like Troy and Troy Abed. Abed in the yeah. morning. <laughs> How about you, Dustin? Yeah, I'm going to go with both of them. Okay. I can't pick one. That's fine. I'm going to go with the same. Troy and Abed. All right. Yep. Emily. I, well, I mean, they, they make a good point that Troy and Abed are a package deal. I, I think I'm going to go with Troy, though, just in general. Because mm, I just I just think he's the funniest one. Obviously, he has a lot to do with uh, with Abed. So a lot of his greatest moments are with Abed, but he's a great character. When he says, uh, do they pay you more if they do stuff to your butt? She goes, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I, I, my favorite Troy moment is just when he's like saying, no, I'm 20. Because everyone's 10 for two years. Because fifth grade is really hard for everyone. <laughs> He's like, Mom, how many lives have I been living? <laughs> Fair enough. Awesome. How about you, Kenny? I already know your answer. It's, I'll probably say the same thing, so well, go ahead. Maybe I'll know. For, for me, I love Abed just because of the way he thinks. I can totally go there with him. And as a main character, as a secondary character, my favorite one is Billy Zane's character, <laughs> where he was the boss of the Britta's boyfriend. God, that those couple of moments he did, I loved it. He's like, will you look the other way? And he's trying to hide. Exactly. <laughs> God damn, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't take the one I'm going to take. I'm going to take Chang because God, Ken Jeong is just. I mean, uh, every scene he's in, he's stealing the scene, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about Community or any other project that he's in. Anytime he's on the screen, all the attention goes to Ken Jeong. So yeah, Chang's going to have to be oh, my, yeah. my pick. But uh, Arizona spelled uh, backwards is Arizona. <laughs> I know. I was watching an episode yesterday. <laughs> And just he, there was like this part when whenever he's like trying to live with Jeff, and then he just turns his head, and there are tears streaming <laughs> down his face. And I'm just like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> he's LT Gray. Perfect. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. quit. Okay, we will. Somebody's got a dog doing something. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Curtis, anything else you want to talk about? Um, uh, well, I want to say. I almost picked Pierce because I had a friend who was a lot like Pierce. Right. Where you'd be in Walmart and be like, oh, you're going to say that out loud in front of people? (laughs) (laughs) But um, I actually, I think I'm going to go with Britta Mm, because of her. I think she's the one character who starts out completely different from how she ended up. Right. And you you see like, she's the smart character. She's kind of like, created to be like the love interest for Jeff, but then she slowly devolves right. into the group's airhead as he called her later. Yeah. And there's just so many moments, like dumb moments that she has that are just hysterical. Be it with the the guy who was Subway or um he was the Kia mascot or whatever later. The Honda mascot, that's what it was. Yeah. And um the way Abed actually sees her, he, he just doesn't know what to think of her. And I think it's best represented in season six 
when he's when they're stuck with the um, uh, RV not moving anywhere, and he's trying to figure out how to fix the situation. And so he does like this future flash of him and Paget Brewster, and they're like, "Space Elder Arbred, can you like reach back with your mind and fix everything?" And he's like, "I can try." And then just randomly, Britta walks up and she's like, "I'm Space Elder Britta." What are you guys <laughs> talking about? And they just don't give a shit that she's there. Right. <laughs> it's just where they took that character was not where you would expect that character to end up. So I think that's why she's my favorite. Fair enough. Very good. That's fair. I found another piece of trivia. I guess earlier this month, Dan Harmon confirmed that the Rick and Morty season four, episode two idea where Rick yeah. has to it has to have his own private planet, toilet planet, actually started as an idea from Community. Uh, his quote was this, I can't remember any ideas we always wanted to do but couldn't crack, but there was one concept that was always floating in the air, which is the idea of doing an episode about Jeff Winger being a shy pooper. I ended up grafting that over to Rick and Morty. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I would, it would have been interesting cool. to see if they would have kept the same premise if like, suddenly somebody shows up a stranger shows up in Jeff's private toilet or what the case was, but he finds out. Yeah, he manipulates them. Oh, (laughs) it would have been interesting to figure that, see how that would have gone. Anything else you want to say, Curtis, as far as uh, community goes? Um, yeah, just watch it. If you haven't watched it, if anything we've said, if it doesn't make sense, well go and watch it. Absolutely, (laughs) It is streaming on Netflix right now. For some reason, the internet went crazy because, Oh my God, all of communities on Netflix and it had been on Hulu for years, but apparently because it's on Netflix, it was worth talking about all of a sudden. Um, Right. But yes, you can stream all six seasons of community on Netflix right now. Curtis, good job. Thanks for leading the discussion for us. Thank you. Thank you for letting me. Absolutely. Anybody have any other thoughts before we start to wrap this thing up? I know Emily's got to get out of here pretty soon, so. I mean, it it launched Donald Glover's career in a lot of ways. It launched Dan Harmon's career as a producer, a writer. Um, It kept Chevy Chase's career going for no reason. (laughs) It gave him a paycheck for a few years. It was obviously good for all those reasons, too. All right. Allison Brie's super hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, they've all done a lot of stuff since then. I mean, Alice Brie had she was on Chevy Glow. Gil- uh, Gillian Jacobs was on Love, which is a really great, great show if you guys haven't watched it. It's an amazing it. show, yeah. Chevy Chase was on Hot Tub Time Machine 2. There you go. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right. It's really enough. honestly like an all star cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Well, join us back here next week for Way Back Wednesday. We're going to pick a topic that's a little older than community to talk about. It's going to be hard because who's the youngest person among us here? It's either Dakota or Dustin, I'm guessing. How old are you, Dakota? Dustin's six months older than me. Okay. So you will get to pick then what we're going to talk about, and then you're going to have to lead the discussion on it, young man. So something that you remember fondly, from your past, it can be anything at all. It can be anything related to entertainment, pop culture, whatever you feel like. You don't have to decide right now, but you are going to pick, and then you're going to lead the discussion on that next week. All right? Well, get ready for a Power Rangers episode, guys. Awesome. Is that what we're doing? Are we doing Power Rangers? <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it. 
Fair enough. You're going to have to do the Wikipedia article on that for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. You don't even have to. I bet you wrote it. You're like, fuck these guys. Yeah. No, no, I got this. I'll edit it. I got it cleaned up for you guys. Awesome. So Dakota's talking Power Rangers next week, unless he changes the topic on us. Either way, after that, we're going to try to get back to something like a normal show routine in May. We'll just kind of play it by ear and see what happens. Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about before we get out of here? I did want to mention, because we brought it up earlier, and I don't know if Hawk's still with us or not. Uh, I'm still here. There he is. We did stream WrestleMania on cast over the weekend. Again, we're recording this a long time ago for some of you folks. By the time you're actually hearing it, that was probably, between the two nights, about the best six and a half hours I've had during this whole lockdown. That was so much fun. Yes, it was. It really was. It really was. Um, considering what we were streaming and what we were talking about, we'd have more fun doing something watching something awful. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's what the I think that's the takeaway from it is if we can find some. I mean, there's a reason why Mystery Science Theater has done so well for as long as it has. I think if we can find something that everybody wants to watch that you can talk through and pick through, I think we want to try to find something like that to cast again sometime in the near future. We may throw some polls out, um, maybe even before this episode airs, to try to find some things to stream on a you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday evening sometime, uh, because it was a lot of fun. We opened up the microphones. Anybody that wanted to talk could talk. Um, most people were content just to type in the chat, but we had a lot of fun. We had uh, 60-some people in there at one point on Sunday, I believe. So yeah, we did. It was a good time. Made some new friends. Uh, had a had fun with it. Um, anything else anybody's got before we get out of here? I would like to say. Go ahead, Curtis. I would like to say thank you to the one person who joined us on uh, Reanimator. Yeah, who for was like that? five seconds. Was it somebody you knew? I don't know. Just who it somebody was. checking in. All right, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I figured out the trick on that too is to change the uh, graphic on the chat room so people actually know what you're doing. Because right. they don't apparently kids these days don't read the type. They have to like see the vid, the the graphic. So. They have to see the pictures. None of us went to preschool. Apparently, that's the problem. Nobody went to preschool. So, what are words? I need pictures. Yeah. Um, I'll do. I'll do Hawk's job for him. Okay. Um, I'm. I'm gonna stream with Zach from Fanatics and the Fan. We're gonna do our top ten Final Fantasy characters. Pretty Mm -hmm. excited about that. So, by the time people are listening to this, that's probably out. There's probably a lot of Fanatics and the Fan stuff that's going to be out there over the next few days. So, certainly check that out. Hawk, where can folks find Fanatics and the Fan online to check out what you guys have going on? And you can, of course, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and popgoesculture.com backslash Fanatics and the Fan. Uh, we're still doing, uh, because Zach has never seen Firefly, we will be doing that every Wednesday on Wheaton Watch Party Wednesday. We're going to go all the way through the entire series. We haven't told them there was only one yet, so that ought to be interesting. <laughs> that will be kind of fun. So what episodes did you guys decide to start with, Hawk? She started with, we went in the Wheaton suggested order, which is Serenity and Train Job. Okay. Was it disappointed that it wasn't porn? <laughs> he thought he was That's watching fair. something else on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely. All right, fair enough. That, uh, and then coming nice. up... On the next episode of Fanatics and Fame, we're going to be talking to the folks from uh, Playco Games about D&D and other things to do during the crisis. Is there a crisis? Oh. (laughs) 
For when I'm told he took his shoes off, so that's always a crisis. Fair enough. It's on Infinite Earth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, be sure to check us out. Be sure to follow us on social media, on the website, uh, the website popgoestheculture.com. You can find Fanatics and the Fan stuff there as well. Uh, on social media, we are at PGTC, stands for Pop Goes the Culture, at PGTC Podcast on all the social media stuff. Uh, Fanatics and the fans on social media as well. Be watching because we have made a concerned and concerted effort to get as much fun and light out into the world during this time. So be looking for a bunch of fun stuff from us in the next, I don't know, month or so or, God, a couple years. I don't know, however long this thing lasts. (laughs) All right. Well, then for all of my co-hosts, go ahead and run through the list one more time. Curtis. Dakota. Dustin. Emily. Caleb. From Fanatics and the Fan. I've been Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. We'll catch you back here next week for Way Back Wednesday. Until then, be safe, be healthy. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Peace. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.